When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM 80, and the ESPN app. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it's tonight. Chiefs and Eagles coming off of a wild NFL and college football weekend. But Chiefs and Eagles is tonight, Monday Night Football. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's also the week of Turkey Day, right? That's everybody right. excited about Thanksgiving? Can't wait. Absolutely. I can't wait either. One thing that I can't wait for, Smalls, or can wait for, or don't want to have to experience, Thanksgiving Day. Everybody's excited. You got your friends and family around. You got the good eats on deck. We got football, a nice slate, three games. I don't want to spend any time sending the perfunctory happy Thanksgiving text and reply to people sending me a Thanksgiving text. If I could go into my iPhone and go into the settings and say, <laughs> ignore all holiday greetings, I would. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't created a feature for that already. But I'm tired of people sending out the happy turkey day or the <laughs> or the gift that says it with the little bird. I, I don't need all of that. If you're not going to pick up the phone and call me, if I'm not on the list of people that you have to speak to on Thanksgiving, don't feel obligated to send me the text that says happy Thanksgiving or happy turkey day. Because guess what? You don't want to send the text. I don't want to reply to the text. Let's just do each other a favor. Can we agree to do each other a favor? Don't send me the text. If you want to talk to me, cool. Pick up the phone. Call me. If I don't answer, I'm going to hit right back. Because you thought enough to call me on Thanksgiving. Cool. I feel like a very special person. But you know what doesn't make me feel special? If I receive the same text that a 100 of your contacts got that says, Happy Thanksgiving. I don't want it. I don't want to reply to it. You don't want to send it. So let's just do each other the solid and don't do it at all. Can we agree on that? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I knew somebody would feel me. Emco, I, I knew somebody would feel me. I knew somebody would feel me. You couldn't have started our week. I knew, so, I knew somebody would feel me on that. I Chris Canty so 99, by the way. Everybody's now going to tweet you happy Thanksgiving on Thursday. <laughs> no We're going to now bombard him with it. But oh my God. Finally. Uh, you know what? If you're thankful for us on Thursday, be thankful for us on Wednesday. Yes. We that's don't my need point. a day for that. You could say, you know what? I'm really thankful for you. It doesn't have to be Thursday. Thank you. It doesn't. Thank you. Bill Belichick, I'm thankful for you. And it's Monday. <laughs> Maybe not this year, but you know, Smalls, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for CC. Thankful I'm thankful for, for ESPN. I'm thankful for this amazing show and this amazing opportunity. I don't need to tell you that on Thursday. I could tell you it on Monday. Oh, but to CeCe's point, though, the people that just hit copy-paste Happy Thanksgiving with the turkey emoji to their entire contact list, it's just doing too much. Yeah, man. And you know what the worst is? When you get it from somebody whose number you didn't save, and you're like, do I respond? Who is this? I have to scroll back up through the tag. You know, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Hope you're well. Yeah, you, you too. You too. <laughs> and that's the one day we're going to speak also. 
Like if we're so close. That's what I'm saying. If we're so close, if you want me to have such a great day, how about the other 364 days of the year? I mean, maybe reach out at that point. It's, oh, God, it's going to. Boy, I'm really looking forward to Thursday now. That's really going to make me really excited for Thursday. It's ridiculous. I totally agree with now, you. Now, there was a time, Smalls, where I did look forward to the holidays because I could send out the bat signal to people that I hadn't talked to oh, in a long time. How are you wink, doing? Wink, wink. <laughs> different kind of wink, wink game. That's, a, that's, a different, that's definitely a different type oh, of wink, wink game. Don't worry. But it was a game too. that I was winning at, though, Ed. I would have loved it. We always won those games. You I would have loved to have sent that text. Just exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure you are. I had nobody to send that text to. I wanted to send that text. Nobody. I had absolutely nobody to send that text to. Ever. Oh, Thank God gosh. I'm married, because if not, I'd be in big trouble. Oh, anyway, um, good morning, everybody. Good uh, yes, morning. and it is a good morning. Um, so we had Sunday Night Football last night. Denver beat Minnesota 21-20. Denver is now a 500 football team, which is – let's just stop there. Before we go any further, yeah. the Denver Broncos, who let up 70 points, the Miami Dolphins this year, are a 500 football team. That in itself is remarkable. How they got there, what they're doing to get there. This is one of the most stunning in-season turnarounds I feel like we've seen in a while. Smalls, you've been asking all year who's last year's version of the Lions. Or sorry, this year's versions of last year's Lions. The team that stunk early on and then got to a place where they hovered. They didn't make the playoffs where they hovered. Are you ready to crown Denver that? Because, my God, I mean, look what they've done here. And then you look at this last night, a 21-20 victory. Russell Wilson goes on that final drive, has a fourth down completion to Cortland Sutton, has a touchdown to Cortland Sutton to win that game. And two questions come up. Are the Vikings now real playoff contenders at 6-5? and five? And could Russ be the guy moving forward after his, his performance last night and on the year, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions? I don't know if I'm ready to crown them this year's Lions, but they're certainly in the conversation, and they're certainly trending that way. When Sean Payton came out and made all those very pointed remarks about Nathaniel Hackett and the mess that he inherited and then started the season in a really rough manner, including giving up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins, a lot of people pointed the finger at him, rightly so, saying, if you're going to point it out with this guy saying it's a mess, then we need to hold you to the same standard. And there was all of this stuff happening off the field with Russell Wilson and how he's trying to to change essentially the brand that he put out there last year, worry more about football and less about the brand. And it was just a big mess for a long time. And kudos to them because I did not see this coming. I thought that the disaster was going to continue throughout the season. But I, I know you want to give Russ his flowers today, but I particularly want to continue to shout out this defense who, again, gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins, was one of the worst defenses in the league and has completely turned it around. Three more takeaways last night. They have 12 over their last three games. Shout out to the Denver Broncos and particularly their defense for getting it done. Yeah, I mean, that's really what the story of it is, right? Being able to generate takeaways, create extra possessions, and credit to Sean Payton for not allowing Russ to lose the game. Now, I get it, Ev. He does operate the offense at a high level when it seems to matter most. But I thought that touchdown, that touchdown pass at the end of the game had a lot more to do with Cortland Sutton than it did have to do with Russell Wilson. Credit with Cortland Sutton for Moss and Cam Bynum, too, who has been one of the best graded corners in the National Football League this season. But that just shows you how good of a football player he was. Even going back to last week, the Monday night game, where he catches that pass where the ball is literally thrown out of bounds, but he keeps one mm-hmm. of those, those two toes in and he's able to come down with the catch. So 
Cortland Sutton is a phenomenal player. You also have to give credit to this front office, Smalls. I mean, this is an organization that we thought was waving the white flag when they got rid of their edge pass rushers. They shipped Randy Gregory off. They got rid of some other guys. And it felt like this was a situation where they were getting ready to take a step back. We were speculating on whether or not they would trade Jerry Judy. But they they kept those guys. They held on to the guys that ultimately amount to be difference makers now. And that's been the catalyst for them being able to go on this streak. Now, Am I all in on the Broncos being a playoff contender? No, I'm not. Even though everybody's kind of muddled up at, you know, six and four, five and five in the AFC, I, I just, it, it feels like a situation where we might be a year early for Sean Payton in this program. But the way that this defense has been, turn, been able to turn around and the way that they're forming an identity on the offensive side of the ball with the quarterback not being a reason why they could potentially have any self-inflicting wounds, I think this is something that will sustain them down the stretch because they do have some winnable games when you look at it. Two matchups against the Chargers. You got a matchup against the Patriots. We'll see what happens in Vegas in the regular season finale, but they're winnable games down the stretch for them. So I I think that this is going to be really intriguing, and that's the portion of the season that will tell the tale on whether or not Russell Wilson will be the long-term guy. And money obviously factors into it because they owe him a ton of money. But if he's going to be this guy, they can make this work for a little bit. Well, let me say this because I'm glad you brought up the contract piece of it. Based on all of the reports that came out this weekend and what we're seeing on Spotrack and all those other sites – it would cost them the same amount of money to move on from them this coming offseason as it would in the 2025 offseason, which is really interesting. You don't see contracts structured in that way. So for the Denver Broncos, you have to not only make a decision about what you want to do for 2024, it has to be about what you plan on doing in 2025 too. If you're going to move on from Russ, if you think there's a possibility that that could happen over the next two years, then you might as well go ahead and do it this coming offseason And I think that's why there's pressure on Russell Wilson to deliver over the final third of the season, more so than any of the other veteran quarterbacks that are of his ilk. So even if he's not on the Broncos, are we in agreement that Russ is not cooked? Yes. You have found a way to make him work here, right? Like, See, this is all beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? I love a quarterback game like that. Sure. Efficient, dink and dunk. I'm cool with that. Sure. Like, if I got a good defense, which now I guess we're saying Denver they has do. a good defense. They have a good defense. And if I'm well coached, which I think we're all in agreement, they're well coached, just don't turn the ball over, move the ball, and win a game. I don't need it to be 40 points a game. Yeah, but I guess it depends on how you're going to view them, right, and what the ultimate goal is. You're not paying Sean Payton $18 million to have a quarterback that you can maybe sneak into the playoffs with. You're paying Sean Payton $18 million to help win you a Super Bowl. And the question is, can you win a Super Bowl with this version of Russell Wilson? Does this guy under center give you enough margin for error as a team and as a front office with roster construction where we feel confident that he can be the difference in a game that we get outplayed, in a game that we don't necessarily bring our fastball? I mean, as crazy as this sounds, Jared Goff would be the example of that yesterday, right? The Detroit Lions get outplayed for 55 minutes, and then you're talking about on the last two drives, Jared Goff going 10 or 12 and having a touchdown. Like, that's the kind of stuff that you want from Russell Wilson, and you want it consistently. I I don't know if Russ can be that guy. Like, the Lions have one of the most explosive offense in the NFL. I think they lead the NFL in explosive plays, plays at 10 yards or more. So, I mean – I don't know if he, Russell Wilson can give you that. 
You might not need that based on how this defense is trending, but I don't feel confident in a division where Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert that Russell Wilson is going to consistently put me in position to compete for division titles and ultimately for championships. Yeah, I guess it depends on your definition of cooked because if you're talking Super Bowl, I don't think we're there yet. But weeks ago, we were talking about them moving on from him, them benching him. And so I think that he's proven that he can certainly be a quarterback that can do enough to help you win games so far this season. The way I view it is if he was available, would other teams want to bring him in? Absolutely. And they would. So Absolutely. to me, he's not cooked because he's still a viable quarterback in this league. Not for forty-eight and a half no, million not dollars. That, not that, no, 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 no. Okay, I was just curious. That's the way okay. I view it. Yeah, okay. because we were like, "Is this the end of his career? Is this going to be the end for him?" And, and I'm going to make it. And I'm going to make a statement that's not a bold statement in the moment, but was a bold would have been a bold statement if I made it before the season. He's going to finish this season with the best touchdown to interception ratio of any starting quarterback in the NFL. There will not be a quarterback in the NFL that will finish this season with a better touchdown-to-interception ratio than Russell Wilson. He's at 19-4 to right now. There's another side of this. We've got to get to the Vikings part of it. We'll do that coming up. We've got a upon further review as well. You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one's Fans deserve. Coming up, upon further review with CC next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. She's Michelle Smallman. I am Evan Cohen. I don't know. What did I What's just... her name again? Mich- Mich- I think Who? Michelle. Who? Who? What's her name again? Can't do it Mike Jones. Who? Right. What did I say your name was? Just I have no idea. I, I it's have... just a bunch of consonants. Hi, I'm Evan. Nice to meet you. Michelle, nice to meet you. Yeah. Smallman. Pretty small man. Pretty Smallman. Easy. I think you just said your name wrong, actually. Smallman? No, the first time. But anyway, Michelle? he is uh, Chris Canty. He has a pawn further review. <laughs> I can't speak, and I'm on the radio. All right, all right. Javante, let's kick this thing off, brother. Steelers at Browns. Listen and listen good. The Browns won't make the playoffs if Stefanski and DTR manage the game like they did yesterday against Pittsburgh. Like, Cleveland's defense had to overcome the coaching and their quarterback in order to beat 
the Steelers. The second half offensive play calling was absolutely abysmal. It was all checkdowns. It was predictable runs. It led to a stagnant offense. And guess what? They ended up getting an interception, even though Kevin Stefanski clearly was trying to manage DTR throughout the game. Charles Davis, who was the color for the play-by-play, actually called it. He said, listen, you're trying to protect the quarterback with all of these short throws, but because the Steelers' defense is not threatened on the back end, they're all coming up, which means more bodies, which means more people to catch deflections, and that's exactly what happens. Ball is behind Amari Cooper on the slant, tips up in the air, ends up being an interception for the Steelers. Now, Good for them that their defense is legit, actually the best in the National Football League. But Smalls, it was a situation where they had two drives in the third quarter that took up less than a minute of game clock, and it could have been three straight drives had it not been for an Alex Highsmith rushing the passer where he came in high on DTR. But that's how bad the offense was. Now, I will give credit where credit is due. Last drive for the Browns, DTR was a perfect 4-for-4 four for, four for 39 yards to position them for the go-ahead field goal. But it was too many short throws, too many checkdowns, and eventually other defenses are going to catch up on what they're trying to do and force them to throw the ball deep. Otherwise, the, the, the Browns offense won't be able to move the ball. So I'm going to say this again. If DTR and Stefanski manage the game the way that they did yesterday, the Browns will not be in the playoffs. And I know what I'm saying because the Browns are 7-3. and three. They will not be in the playoffs if they manage the game they did yes- the way they did yesterday. I didn't see that take coming. Got to be honest with you. Me too. I thought today was going to be love for the Cleveland Browns. No. I-, I still think they deserve the love. I understand what you're doing from an X's and O's perspective. Obviously, you're applying that game plan against other teams, maybe better teams, especially offensively, uh, as we may be looking at Kenny Pickett as Mac Jones How part two. How bad is he? Goodness. You know what? I had a- Can I a quick thought on Go this? Go ahead. Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett. My comp on this is two elite organizations sat there with the draft, knew they needed a quarterback, a guy they thought would be gone already fell to them and, and probably said, all right, we'll take him because we didn't expect him to be here. Maybe you should have just continued to pass on him. And you know what's wild? I mean, you have both ends of the spectrum. Mac Jones only had one year as a full-time starter. Kenny Pickett, four years as a full-time starter. And so you, you'd wonder, okay, maybe you could see the difference in how that translates to the NFL. No, equally as bad, equally as bad. I, I, I don't understand how both of those organizations could miss on the most important position in all of team sports. We have really talked about this, but every time I watch him play, I'm like, gosh, Mike Tomlin's a great coach. <laughs> yeah. For him to overcome this yeah. in any way, shape, or form, he's yeah. a great coach. No doubt. No doubt. Next. Bears at Lions. The Lions will be the number one seed in the NFC. I don't think the Lions are the best team in the NFC. But the Lions will be the number one seed in the NFC. And and it's really by virtue of their schedule. They have one of the easiest remaining strengths of schedule. You're talking about the Detroit Lions being 19th in strength of schedule. They got two games against the Vikings, a game against the Saints, a game against the Broncos, and a game against the Cowboys. Those are their toughest games. Now, they got layup games in the division against the Bears and the Packers. But if you look at the other two juggernauts in the NFC, you're talking about the, the Philadelphia Eagles having a really tough remaining strength of schedule, and, of course, the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. So I look at this as a situation where the Lions have a tailor-made opportunity, and one of the signs of good teams is that they find ways to win when they don't play their best, and that was the Lions yesterday. Like I mentioned before, they were outplayed for the first 56 minutes of that game against the Bears. Justin Fields ran roughshod literally and figuratively over that Lions defense. But guess what? The Lions found a way. The old Lions would have mailed it in, but these Lions down 26-14 on back-to-back drives drove the length of the field in order to get touchdowns. 
They were able to force three and outs. They were able to come up with defensive stops. And then for good measure, Aiden Hutchinson has the sack fumble that ends up being a safety to close out the game. But, I mean, when you have a team that can survive 56 minutes and and still find a way to win a game, still keep it close enough to be in position to win a game, I think that speaks volumes about your sports character. That is these Detroit Lions, and that's why I think they're going to get the number one seed in the NFC. That's not the take I thought you were going to have, considering that the Bears kept it close with them. Well, you know what? That, that's what makes it a great upon further review. That's what makes it a great segment. Back-to-back takes, and you guys said you didn't see it coming. 100%. I love it. I love 100%. it. That's the whole point. Next. Giant Tech Commanders. Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be allowed to coach another game in D.C. Now, I, I get it. Both? Both of them. Both of them. Both of You're them. You're going after Bienemy today. I'm going after Bienemy today, too. Did you see Sam Howell yesterday? Oh, Did yeah. Did you see how bad that offense was yesterday? I'm going after both of them. The only reason that they haven't been fired already is probably because they play on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. That's the only reason. Like, sure. they can't, I, can't, I can't fire you when we play in three more days. Like I, I can't do it. But if, if this was a regular week, both of them should be on the first thing smoking. Get the moving trucks, whatever movie company you want. Is Mayflower still a moving company? You just always it, associate that with the NFL. Exactly. Though, is, is, it, is it still a movie? Is it like, are they still you want Josh Harris still to give moving the happy people? Thanksgiving text exactly. a year from now. Get the U-Hauls, <laughs> get whatever moving trucks we need to get, and get their asses out of Washington. You know why? Because that was a shameful performance last yesterday. Shameful. I'll give credit where credit is due. I got my Giants sweatshirt on. Go Giants. I want to feel good about a win, but I really don't. Okay. <laughs> But six turnovers leading to 21 points for Big Blue. 21. Only four drives that crossed midfield prior to the Giants taking a double-digit lead midway through the fourth quarter. I, I just I, – I don't understand it. And you know what? Everybody's going to talk about Ron Rivera because it's a new ownership group. You got new organizational structure. They probably want to get their own guy in there. But people associated Eric Bieniemy with potentially graduating into the head coaching job in Washington. Not people, and, me. And I'm and I'm yeah. Well, I'm pointing at you <laughs> and saying people. And, and here's the thing: that should be off the board, off the table. Wow. There's no way that that warrants consideration, given how Sam Howell played yesterday, how bad that offense was yesterday, how much they gave the football away. It is absolutely inexcusable. I mean, the quarterback was under the rest, taking a lot of hits. Some of that is on Sam Howell, but your quarterback should know better. He should know when to get rid of the football if you have a competent offensive coordinator. They don't. It's clear. I don't want to hear this offseason about how Eric Bieniemy is getting screwed out of opportunities to be a head coach in this league because he's shown me what kind of offensive coordinator he is without Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, and that's not a very good one. So Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, they don't deserve to keep their jobs in Washington. And Eric Bieniemy doesn't look like somebody that deserves a head coaching job in the National Football League. So let's review upon further review, okay? CC is going after the Cleveland Browns with a win yesterday. Yep. Telling us that the Detroit Lions are going to finish with the number one seed in the NFC does put the caveat, which is fair, based on scheduling, yep. that they're already in the conversation. Scheduling puts them over the top. And not only is Rivera out in Washington – he wants B enemy out in Washington yeah. as well. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, we can pack up Sam Howell too. <laughs> we, we, we can run him out of there too. A three for one. We, we can get out. We can get Sam Howell out of there. How too. about hot water? Can we get hot water in Washington? Because they don't, crazy they don't is have that? showers well, in the, you, well, the hot water. You know water. what it was? They were disgusted that the Giants came in and beat them, so made sure their hot water was on. But they didn't want to reward their players with a hot shower after a terrible performance. So make sure the home team's hot water is off too. 
Congratulations, Washington. It's weird because I thought everybody there was in hot water. Yeah, but I'm bummed. Very nice. Will you done. give me those cheesy I'm jokes? Sorry. Can very, you send me those before? It's on the table. If you're oh, not going to take it, I'm going to go for it. Anyway, all right, we got more to do on the coaching situation because you just threw one coach out the door. I think there are other coaches. There's also the Joe Burrow injury situation we got to get to. But we do want to welcome somebody to the show. Farm fr- uh, fresh Christmas trees. Farm fresh Christmas trees. Okay, now this is important. Cubby, Larry, running this. So here's the thing. It is Christmas season right now. Okay, and everybody knows you're going to go out there. And buy a Christmas tree. You gotta buy the real ones. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. So many people want to help Americans with their jobs, with their careers, and farmers are actually losing jobs. That buy, you know, buying real Christmas trees actually helps the American Christmas tree farming industry. So if you don't buy a real tree, there's a chance that a real farmer, an American farmer, actually loses their job. For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive. You know, the smell, the feel of the real Christmas tree, the the touch. It is so much different than the fake one. And you keep the environment safe. You keep the farmers employed. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. That's GetRealKeepItReal.com. I know the people in charge, Cubby and Larry, they're doing a phenomenal job. They are trying to raise awareness here where you have to understand that if you don't buy the real tree, there's a chance farmers lose their job and you hurt the environment. Get real, keep it real. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. The Call Giants Radio Network, big win, I guess, over Washington <laughs> yesterday. Very much puts into focus some of the coaches on the hot seat. Ron Rivera, Frank Reich in Carolina, Brandon Staley with the Chargers, amongst others, which we're going to get to here in just a second. But you can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dots or Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Like Mike in the Bronx, okay, uh, on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Mike? 
Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Grand Rising. Listen, CC, I'm shocked and surprised at you, brother. How could you make such an irresponsible, irrational, asinine, negative connotation as to use your word as you like to say, man? Eric Bieniemy has one bad game and he doesn't deserve a head coaching job? How Sam Howe looked all year. So now he can't get a job because of one bad game? How Sam Howe has looked all year? You say that as a good thing? Just because he got a lot of yards don't mean he's good. Like, that, that's the problem with them. And just because he has a lot of yards speaks to how the Washington Commanders don't necessarily have the requisite balance that you need on offense to have success. They have the worst game, run game in all of football. The worst. I don't, I don't understand what, what, what you're saying to me right now. This team doesn't take care of the football. Their quarterback gets sacked like it's going out of style. It's absolutely ridiculous. Sam Howell... Do you know how many times Sam Howell has been sacked this year? Sam Sam Howell has been sacked over fifty times this year. Ooh. Over fifty. That hurts what, what, me. What are we What are we talking Which about? Which is not just on the line, and that's what that, CC that, is that, saying. That's my point. Yeah. Like that's on that's on the coaching staff. That's on the offensive coordinator. It's not irresponsible. I'm holding Eric Bieniemy to account, just like I would hold any other coach. Now, if we want to have the conversation and be real about it, we can. Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten an opportunity to be a head coach in the National Football League. Do I think race has had something to do with it? Yes, I do. Because his previous his predecessors in Kansas City, both Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson, didn't have Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes be an impediment to them getting jobs as head coaches. Now, one has worked out, the other one didn't. And I'm not sitting here saying that Eric Bieniemy wouldn't be a great coach, but I haven't seen anything in Washington to suggest that he would be a good NFL head coach. When you take away Pat Mahomes, when you take away Andy Reid, you actually see what Eric Bieniemy is when you strip it down to bare bones and have a blank slate with the Washington Commanders offense, and it hasn't been good. The Commanders, by any metric, have not been good on offense. It's not a good offense. I, I don't think I'm breaking news here. Yeah, and I think that Ron Rivera is squarely on the hot seat. I think we all know that. I think the, the interesting part of this is your take today that put Bienemy there with him, which, again, BNME, the whole Bienemy story has, has been a mystery. We don't know why, right? There's tangible evidence now as to why you're giving us based on this year where you're not impressed this year. Now, another coach, obviously, who's on the hot seat is Brandon Staley with the Chargers. They lose yesterday on the road at Green Bay. Well, this is not your parents or grandparents, Green Bay Packers, right? So losing on the road at Green Bay historically, okay, obviously that happens. But you drop to four and six. They lose on the road yesterday. And Brandon Staley had the moment yesterday where he finally let it all out. And I believe basically acknowledged I'm getting fired because there were two comments. We're going to play them back to back for you here where you're going to hear it and you're going to know, okay, he knows what's coming next. Like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. You can stop asking that question. I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements today. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. Okay, We did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, and I am fully responsible for it, and I take full responsibility. But we lost as a team today, and that's the storyline. Yeah, so there are moments sometimes where you you look back upon and say, where did it end? If Frank Reich with the Carolina Panthers gets fired after one year, 
We will look back at the press conference where he threw the owner of the team, David Tepper, kind of maybe a little bit under the bus. If and when Brandon Staley gets fired, <laughs> that was the moment yesterday, Smalls, where we will look back upon and say, remember he kind of, for him, quote-unquote, snapped after the Packers game? That was the moment right I, there. I still think the moment's the playoff meltdown from last year. Yes, <laughs> because that's the moment. our ears didn't hear it that way. He was, our he, eyes did. Yeah, but he got another <laughs> chance this year. He, you're absolutely right. He did. But I think he had to do something monumental to overcome that, and he knows it. And he knows that the carriage is turning into a pumpkin, so to speak. He knows the runway is running out. And yeah. this is what happens in life, right? When people confront you with deficiencies or with something that's going wrong in your life, you get defensive. No doubt. And you you present that in a different way. And we're seeing that from Brandon Staley. He says he takes full responsibility, but he knows what's going on. He knows that the clock is ticking for him and that the, the seed is very hot. I, I, I just... I think that this year they would have had to go on a deep playoff run and, and do something really special in order to overcome what happened last year. I think a lot of people are surprised he even got another opportunity, but you can feel the frustrations coming out of L.A. Yeah, it ain't going to happen for him, not not with the Chargers. And we knew that there was going to be more pressure because Justin Herbert got a shiny new contract mm-hmm. to make him top five highest paid at the position. When you give somebody that kind of money, there are expectations for winning. And the fact that Brandon Staley did have the playoff meltdown meant that everybody was going to be looking at him – under a microscope. And the thing that exacerbates it is how well Sean Payton is doing now in Denver because it was rumored that Sean Payton wanted the job. Hell, Sean Payton was working for another network in Southern California, and everybody, it was one of the worst kept secrets in the sports industry. Everybody knew that he was salivating over the opportunity to coach Justin Herbert, but the job didn't come open because the Chargers gave the vote of confidence to Brandon Staley, even after a disappointing end to their playoff run. Now that decision to pass on Sean Payton looks even worse. And so, yeah, I I don't know where the Chargers go from here, but it's clear to me that Brandon Staley ain't going to be wearing the headset for them moving forward. You know, I'm of the belief now that every Monday show we do the rest of the season, we have to have the mindset that a coach could be fired before the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Because I think Brandon Staley and Frank Reich and Ron Rivera are the big three right now. And maybe add Matt Eberflus with the Bears, and they don't ever fire guys in season. They've never done that. That doesn't mean they can't do that, but they've never done that. Have these moments where you're like, when is it going to happen? So do you think it's going to happen after Sunday Night Football this coming week against the Baltimore Ravens? When everyone's watching. When, you know, I'm saying primetime game, Chargers up against one Them, of the- no. But if you told me, all right, here we go. I'll just say it. If you told me by the end of the show today we learned that Frank Reich is out in Carolina and Josh McCown is the head coach, that wouldn't surprise but me. But here's the thing. With the Chargers, there's actually a guy that's on your staff that you might want to get a look at. His name is Kellen Moore. Like, let me see what the team looks like with Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about how he's one of the brightest young offensive minds in football. Let's see what he does with a third of the season left. You ain't nothing to lose. You're already paying him. What difference does it make? Fire Brandon Staley. He's a defensive coach. Hire Kellen Moore, your offensive coordinator. Let him be the coach and see how this team does overall. But regardless of who's wearing the head coach headset, it's going to be harder because now it looks like it might be without Joey Bosa, who had that injury early on in that game. And you saw Bosa was in tears. Big fella, I hate to speculate, but usually when a player is in tears, when he's being carted off of the field, it means nothing good. So that's one of the big blows that the Chargers, I'm sure, are bracing for. But, yeah, if you're the Spanos family, go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. Brandon Staley ain't your coach. Fire him today. 
Find another coach on your staff, probably Kellen Moore. Let him coach the remainder of the season. See what you got. That way you can make an informed decision about your path forward. I should have prefaced this all by saying this is our reckless speculation portion of the program because we like to do this where we have fun. We're not reporting any of this, but basically what we're saying is at any given point today, if some of these coaches we just mentioned got the boot, Unfortunately for them and their families and their assistants, it would not surprise us at all. Yeah, why does Kellen? Why, I mean, why does Brandon Staley deserve the benefit of the doubt? He does not. Not at this point. Coming up, Monday Night Football tonight: Eagles and Chiefs rematch, showdown, preview. All are true. Which one is the most true? We'll get to that coming up next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are on Sportsman Like here on ESPN Radio alone. Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Week 11 concludes or starts tonight, however you want to look at it, because game of the year, Monday Night Football, ESPN, ABC, ESPN Plus, ESPN 2 with the Manning cast, Eagles at the Chiefs. Three things are true about this game, but I need you guys to label the most true. Okay. Here are the three things that are true. This is a Super Bowl rematch. This is a showdown between arguably the two best teams in the league. This also may be a Super Bowl preview. Okay? So I need you to give me which one is the most true. Let me give you some definitions. The Super Bowl, the rematch would indicate you think the only thing interesting about this is that they played last year. Okay? The showdown would be the most interesting part about it is these are the two best teams that have played in the league this year. It doesn't matter they played in the Super Bowl, and it doesn't mean that they're actually going to play in the Super Bowl. The preview means, yep, I'm taking them right now. I'm going to take these two teams to play in the Super Bowl. So which one is the most true? This is a rematch, a showdown, or a preview? Oh, it's a preview. I mean, to say anything else would be disrespectful to the two teams and the two quarterbacks in particular. Now, I'll acknowledge that the Eagles have a tougher way to go when it comes to getting back to the big game just because I think the competition is more top-heavy in the NFC as a comparison to the AFC. But, I mean, Pat Mahomes has hosted the conference championship game Every year since he's become a starter, it's five years in running. I mean, oh, Nick, 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 Wright call, <laughs> Nick Wright calls it the Arrowhead Invitation of the Conference Championship game. I mean, that's, that's where the Kansas City Chiefs are. And with the Philadelphia Eagles, whether they're on the road, whether they're at home, do you doubt the Eagles' ability to be able to get it done? 
against the Detroit Lions, against the Dallas Cowboys, against the San Francisco 49ers? I don't. I don't. I think this team is that good, especially when you look at how they're built. They're built front to back, inside to out, so their offensive and defensive lines have a way of dominating the game that not many other teams have in the National Football League. That's why I can't sit here and doubt either one of these teams' potential to get back to the big game. I'm calling it a preview. So I wanted to lean preview because both of these teams are the best teams in their respective conferences, and we know what both teams are capable of. And I truly believe we haven't even seen the best football out of either one of these nope. teams yet, which nope. is a scary thought. They're, they're building at the right time. They're hitting that crescendo at the right time. But Ev, I'm going to say it's a showdown simply because it is so hard to get back there. And anything can happen in the playoffs. Weird things happen in the playoffs. Right now, they're the best teams, but I don't know if that means that they're going to be the two teams we see in the Super Bowl. Both are capable of it. These are the teams that should be there, but they're not necessarily always the teams that do get there. So I'm going showdown also, but I'll be more specific because of a specific team. I think San Francisco. I think San Francisco is now re-emerged for me. I think San Francisco is popping up in a way. Brock Purdy had a perfect passer rating yesterday. He looked the way that we've loved the way he looks previously in terms of distributing the football, playing that point guard. Do I think the Eagles are a better team right now? Yes, I do. Do I think the Eagles would have been in the Super Bowl last year if Purdy was healthy? I I don't know, right? CeCe despises the idea of the retroactive sports hypothetical. Don't know the answer, right? I have no idea what would have happened in that spot. Tonight's game is unbelievable. Tonight's game is a must-watch every minute of the game on ESPN, right? But I agree with you. Like, one of these teams, based on history, is not going to make it back, and so... How do I pick against Kansas City not you making? You can't. You can't. You can't. Right? Because then I have to pick someone over them. I like what Lamar and Baltimore have done. Absolutely. Right? Maybe I would have been all in on Burrow, but obviously out for the season. I love what Jacksonville has done. Trevor Lawrence finally had a big game yesterday. But look at the team that he beat. Right? Not necessarily very impressive. I don't, I'll go to where CeCe went. I don't have a team to pick over them. So if I'm going to pick one of them to be out based on logic, I do have a team in the NFC to pick over them. Maybe wrong, but I'll go San Francisco. So you have more confidence in the top end of what San Francisco can be over the top end of Philadelphia? I think so. Wow. No, it's... That's a strong statement. let Let me go back. It's more of, I have more confidence that San Francisco could upset Philly than I do that Baltimore could upset Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to say, well, we haven't had a Super Bowl rematch, right, since Dallas and, and Buffalo. 93, yeah. Yeah. And so let's play out the numbers that we're not going to have another one. I have to pick one of these teams to not make it. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the Eagles is the one that you would lean toward, and you can make a case for Dallas. You can make a case for San Francisco. Detroit after yesterday, I don't know. Well, if that game is in Detroit, maybe. but uh, I, Which I, it would be based on what you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah, w- which it would be. But but I guess my whole point is with Philadelphia, as long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, mm-hmm. then I'm okay. Like, they, they've shown the ability to be able to overcome injuries at different spots on their team in a way that San Francisco just hasn't. So, uh, I mean, health is always a factor, but it's not as much a factor for Philly as it is for San Francisco. And what I'm projecting is that nobody will be healthy by the time we get to conference championship game weekend. Right. And so who is in best position to be able to overcome key guys being out of the lineup? I think it's overwhelmingly Philadelphia over anybody in the NFC, and in particular the San Francisco 49ers. So that's why I call it a preview, just because I don't see anybody getting in the way of the Philadelphia Eagles. They look like a team that is on a mission to get back and win the big game. And lest we not forget, 
in the postseason, Jalen Hurts was phenomenal. In the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback on the field. And that's saying a lot, seeing as how he was head-to-head with Pat Mahomes. I don't think that's arguable. I don't think that's opinion. That is just fact. I mean, had it not been for a fumble, then we would be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl. A whole different tenor. But I think this team... The, the way that they seem dialed in each and every week and the way that they find ways to win even when they don't play at their best, to me, Smalls, that's the part that, that, that gives me confidence that they can get back to the Super Bowl. The road to the AFC in the Super Bowl has gone through Kansas City. Do you feel as confident in the Chiefs if they don't have home field advantage? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Well, as confident? No. Do I no, feel confident? No, I'm about to say, how could you? Right. No, he ain't playing. I, Pat Mahomes has not played a road playoff game. Exactly. Right, is, no, of we've course never, not. We've quite literally never seen it. Exactly. But... I would still pick them to go all the way. Very quickly, CeCe, if I told you one of these teams was not in it, but someone else was, who would be the team that, like, who's the third best odds to get to the Super Bowl in your mind? Baltimore. Baltimore. So it would be Kansas City at Baltimore, most likely. That's how it would have to go. Baltimore goes on a run. Kansas City probably loses tonight to, to drop them down a little bit, and that's probably how you get to that place. But either way, what a game we have tonight between Philadelphia and Kansas City. Rematch, showdown, or preview? What label would you put on it? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is the telephone number to be a part of the show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Do the Dolphins finally have a good win? We'll find out next on Sportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.